Imagine being able to travel to any point in time. Where would you go? And what would you do? You could witness some of the greatest moments in history. That's gotta be Kane! Break it down! Episode 32. We have made it, ladies and gentlemen. Now we're on the pay-per-view. I don't know if you've ever heard of this one, Tom. It's called Survivor Series. Whoa, are people going to die? I don't know. Oh, I hope not. Let's stay tuned. Do I hope so, because uh, that would make for some incredibly exciting television. We're low on busy, so I brought yeah. a bottle of bubbly. I hope oh, you don't man. mind. What a surprise. What a treat. I what is have it? Is found it expensive? This, I've, I... Here's the thing. I'm, I'm a big wine guy, you yeah. know? But, you know, wine, it's kind of a dime a dozen. You don't know what you're going to get. You don't know if it's expensive or right. not. At least um, as long as to get you Either I buy the really cheap shit for mimosas or there's this, which um, could have been a gift. Looks like it has an M or a W on it on the on the cork. M for mimosas. Or W for Wumbo. Wumbo. You remember that from SpongeBob? No, I don't. We went over this. I never watched. Yeah. So oh, I don't really watch The Office. So <laughs> well, maybe we'll, maybe right we'll do wrong. a podcast on The Office and SpongeBob later and, down the line. And how but right now we are talking WWF. That is. You want to pop this thing? Yeah. yeah In fact, there's only certain occasions we pop this. We did the Buenos well, Noches. I feel like the well, Buenos Noches. First, I'm not going to mention his name because we, we've talked we about it. We did the first episodes. episode. We did pop bottles on the first episode. Which, by the way, don't need to listen to it if you haven't. Well, we've no, grown. it is funny because it's like a blooper reel. <laughs> yeah. Like for the whole series, <laughs> but it's just that one episode. Yeah. Uh, but it's still great. still great. Um, and then we did do uh, a mimosa episode. That's that morning episode we did. Yes. That was awesome. Uh, and, and, you know, I thought that was a really actually probably top five episode overall. It was a great yeah. episode. So, like, with the first episode. time we did champagne, bottom Terrible. five episode. Yep. Second time, top five episode. Top five. That means this, this one is, is going to be middle, middle five. Middle I five will episode. say that this pay-per-view is probably middle five. It's got its moments. I'm gonna rate it at a B B minus so, C plus. Here, I I think weirdly, this is my favorite pay per view. Interesting. Not in quality of matches, but just in what it the means. The fact that it was three hours and you got three hours <laughs> worth of wrestling content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that is one thing. But also, <laughs> just what it means to the rest of what we're here for. Like you just have a lot of. Really interesting things starting, and it all kind of stems here. There is a lot, yeah. I will say, and this could be the catalyst, if you will, for some new things to right. come. I feel like with this, after the end of this pay-per-view, because when you see one, you feel like you've seen it all. But this one kind of gives me, especially following the Brian Pillman, and not to like beat a dead horse here, but that was so uh, profound, if you will, that like even this... Pay-per-view, I thought was just going to be like, eh, it's not going to catch, like, everything. I feel like this is, like, a, a, a new beginning, if you will, right? Yeah, yeah, it's kind of, yeah, it, it, that is exactly what it is, because it's kind of ending this whole weird, I mean, and I'm sure we'll still see some weird matches and weird things that don't make sense, but, and some of this whole pay-per-view doesn't make sense, but we know where it gets, 
and we can start to see the wrinkles lead out to it. You know, you've got Bret Hart, Stone Cold, which is a great match, and we'll get into it. You've got uh, Sid and Shawn Michaels, which is what it is, but we'll get into it. You've got The Rock debuting. Yes. You've got a yeah. few other storylines and characters renovating themselves and debuting that we will get into that is also just as important as some of these others. I almost want to say RIP to filler time. Are we right? Like maybe like we have no excuse, especially for a 45 minute raw. We have no excuse to have any filler time. And if you want to fill that time, fucking put Sonny's ass on the line. You know, put her out. Let's see her ass and tits for a second. And then back to the fucking. That is probably what is the most exciting part is that now we've got the people to make raw literally at least 30 the roster's there right? yeah at least 30 minutes of quality time 15 minutes of a jobber match or something but it's got to start to get really good here yeah so let's do this let's pop this bottle of champagne for let's say the the birth of the attitude era shall we yeah yeah and i think um let's uh let's like listen for the sound here rob Oh, seems a little premature than I would like to. Yeah, I mean it. It popped. You damn right. So you so you say we prematurely popping the attitude area here? I mostly always prematurely popping anything. Oh, there is. Um, you know, you ever hear of Roman? Uh, yeah, I've heard of a couple of Romans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hit up Roman, and uh, they can help you with that. Not not blue chew, right? No, Roman. Are we not? Are we not plugging them anymore? Blue who, are we, who are we plugging? No, we're not plugging anything anymore because nobody pays us for it. Yeah. Hey. Um, but well, I've got friends who love. Well, that. I got friends that Ooh, plug like some product when they're picking it up when they're having intercourse <laughs> with a girl. Oh, I got friends with and soft penises. <laughs> It's like pushing rope down a long hallway. <laughs> Whiskey digs. Oh, Saturday, oh, I got friends that need Roman. <laughs> Get Roman.com, ladies and gentlemen. Is that, are we plugging that for real? Uh, All right. Did. Well, there we are. Did. I'm not going to edit it out. Here we are, Roman.com. Well, you think about the demographic that this is for and. It's for uh, middle-aged Lithuanian women. Yeah, and and she's got a husband that needs <laughs> fucking Roman. I Shout guess. out to Wiggles. Hopefully he learns. <laughs> hopefully he learns how a podcast works and how it's easily distributed on major platforms. Yeah, I'd any, say anywhere podcasts are. Dude, sold. Wiggles, can we get this on? You Lime got Wire? Breaker, dude. <laughs> yeah, everyone's got Breaker, can we man. Get this on LimeWire, I bet he can get it. On oh, Lime. big LimeWire guy. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, sure. <laughs> he might download an episode, and it might be uh, crank that soldier boy. Who knows? Yeah. But that's the gamble you play with LimeWire. <laughs> All right. Well, here's the thing about this pay per view. This ED man. This this ED we're talking about got me jazzed. Yeah. Up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, My dick gets hard. It's an exciting um, topic. I'm hard right now. I'm you. I'm all new genixed out though. Yeah. That's what it is. So. So Robert um, didn't have any orange juice. So we're drinking champagne and what is it, pink lemonade? 
and it's pretty good. It's a little something. Yeah, it's, it's a little good. something. I like so it. Out, I have COVID. I can't taste shit, so it doesn't matter. It's just so not as pulpy as what I'm used why to. Why you even put a mixer in there? I didn't want to be the only one not using a mixer, dude. <laughs> no, I want to just drink. Speaking of mixer, we are on Mixer. We're on SoundCloud. We're on. We're not on either of those, right? <laughs> yeah, but check out DJ Chadwick on SoundCloud. <laughs> he has got some great EDM. We're not plugging that. I will edit that out for real. Unless he listens to it, then hey, shout out Chadwick. All right, but here, as I was going to say. Dude, I already got to take a piss. This yeah, is no, bad no, you go, bears. and I'll explain this pay-per-view to people and get us going into the first match. Okay. Uh, so, as I've been trying to say, and now that Robert's gone, I can say it. This is a really, really long pay-per-view. We've been kind of used to these in-your-houses that have only been, they've really been like long rods, like two-hour rods, hour 45, hour 50. But this is like a solid three hours of matches, and it's some of the most fun matches, which are the Survivor Series-style elimination matches. So we are pumped for it. We've, we've mentioned a few, and, and we went through the card, but this first one is a tag team version of it. And we've got the Goodwin, the Godwins, sorry, not the Goodwins, and uh, this new tag team, which the guys' names are, it's like LaFon and some other guy. Uh, Doug Furness, actually. I'm back, guys. <laughs> Doug Furness. That is his name, too, Doug Yeah, Furness. Doug Furness, yeah. He like... does HVAC for uh, the WWE. <laughs> Remember the guy in the boiler room? Yeah. He's the guy in the HVAC room. Doug <laughs> yeah. Furness. He also works on water heaters. And, and he, and it's... But, hey, let me interrupt this. This is, for, this is for us to have a conversation. You know, Brinkman's a plumber now? Yeah. <laughs> well, fuck me, then. <laughs> We'll carry I, on the podcast. I've known literally for weeks, and so here's the here's the issue. <laughs> no, we, we <laughs> that answer was perfectly acceptable. We'll carry on with the pay per view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't think I see Juanita, bro? Yeah, where you been at, dude? Yeah, I don't know. Okay, so this new tag team teaming with the Godwins against uh, the British Bulldog. Oh, let's back up with the break. The new rockers. I don't know if you know, but I'm not a cop anymore. I'm like, well, probably for the greater good. Where did you see him? I, I gave him a call. Yeah, no, you didn't. No, I swear to God. You called Brian Brinkman for no reason. Not, you no tried way. to need to get out not of the Not no reason. I, I had some intel on some shit I needed. Um, and he's my guy. And he goes, oh, yeah, by the way, he's, like, trying to answer my police questions. I'm, like, trying to figure out if someone's got court. This Long story. Uh, somebody owes me money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, he's like, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm not a cop. I'm like, well, 30 minutes into the conversation, you should have started with that. So he's like, yeah, I'm a plumber right now. He's like, yeah, he's like, this police thing, it's not going good. He goes, yeah, I'm going to end up in prison. I'm like, well, you know. Finally, we're getting rid of the bad cops around here. Yeah, he was, he was working uh, next door to my house doing plumbing. And my dad saw him and he's like, yo, Brian, what's up? What are you doing? Oh, yeah, I'm plumbing now. He knows <laughs> plumbing and plumpy are two different yeah, things. Yeah, right? plumb, it's plumpy and plumbing. All right, well, the people that don't, we'll hey, fast forward. Let's talk about survival. Yeah. Let's talk about wrestling here for a second. All right, so I already laid out I would match. love to have just a podcast where we talk about this. <laughs> we, but we, we're moving on. So we have Doug Furness. <laughs> we have uh, Philip LaFon, is that right? Yeah. And the Godwins. Yeah. Right? These are the faces of this tag. 
four-way tag match, if you will. Did you already talk about the heels here? I mentioned them as you were interrupting me, so probably you should, should go through again. Yeah, I'll go through it. There is Bulldog. There is Owen Hart, the tag team champions right now in the WWF. And we have the New Rockers, which changed from face to heel, and that is... But they were never face. They were the Rockers in their face, right? Yeah, uh, yeah back the then. But I mean, yeah. New Rockers have never been faced in okay. six months. Hey, hey, hey. Leaf Cassidy and Marty Jannetty, ladies and gentlemen. A guy named Leaf Cassidy could never be a baby face. Ever. I feel like that's a guy like Daniel Bryan. Leaf Cassidy. No. Leaf is very organic. Daniel Bryan is the most normal name ever. Leaf. Daniel Bryanson? It's different. Oh, Brian Danielson. Brian Danielson. But Leaf Cassidy is just a douchey name. Like this is guy, his parents name. I think him. Orange Cassidy is a douchey name. No, Orange Cassidy is the a, guy puts his hands in his pockets. Yeah, but that's like not a real. And name. wears sunglasses Leaf is a real name, but it's also a pretentious name. Orange isn't a. Is name. Leaf a pretentious name? Yeah, absolutely. Like Hunter Hearst Helmsley, pretentious. Yeah, yeah, similar in that vein, I think. But I feel like a leaf is nothing. No, but it's not leaf, L-E-A-F. It's L-I-E-F. Then I have some spelling to do. Yes, you should. <laughs> so he's just leave? He's just leave? Like he just leaves all the time? <laughs> no, L-I-E-F. Leaf. L-O-I-E-F. Yeah, like I thought it was always first. I before E except for C. Not, but except for in words like neighbor. Like pretentious words? Yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. Understood. I have a lot to learn. All right. Um... Let me go back and do my homework, and we'll restart the podcast. <laughs> no, because I want the print material in there. So no, yeah, of course, of course. Leave it. Uh, but the match itself, decent, decent match. Uh, yes, Lugia. I will say in this match, Phineas is starting off first. Hawks at Lugie up in the air, and they actually talk about it this time. <laughs> Finally, they're mentioning the stuff. We but did. we were talking about this weeks ago. Yeah, we talked about I months, talked about it weeks ago. ago. You saw it when I didn't see it, <laughs> and now I guess third time's maybe the charm here. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure this is. he does this every time. And they're just realizing it. I don't know. We're a little more perceptive than Yeah, Vincent there was, JR. I won't say line of the night, but there was a dig that JR does on Phineas. Jared's like, well, man, I don't know. Those three years he spent in fourth grade, just don't sit right with him. <laughs> That's my line of the night. Right was there. it your line yeah, of the night? Okay. Beautiful. I thought it was good. I That's thought it was good. Suddenly, like, I don't know what I have in my notes, so it could be my line of the night. It could not be. It's obviously planned, but, like, it's kind of subtly it's not subtle, I guess, is not the word I'm looking for. But The way is, that he plays it right, off, because it it's right. JR, because he's like, man. I don't know, man. Those those three years he spent in fourth grade, like right. just the and, way and he also makes it you think, like he's only in fifth grade now. You know, like it was <laughs> <laughs> like, like ten years ago he did three years of fourth grade. It's yeah, like, he is he now just in fifth got grade. out of fourth grade. See, also the fourth grade, nothing. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to put in my notes because I always say you're like Jr. said that. I'm like, oh no, no, no King Jr. said this. It wasn't uh, it wasn't a fault of my own, uh, but we have Henry Godwin getting tagged in, and Henry Godwin ends up landing a pretty good slop drop on Marty Jannetty, which there, he's there eliminated. Is there any bad slop drop? No, even a sloppy slop drop is still an impeccable. It's a weird rating because the yeah. sloppier, the better. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, because it's a slop drop. It's like Moonchain's ratings. Yeah, they don't make sense. But I, I, you know what I've, I, I feel like I've mentioned it before in this podcast. 
I think the Rockers are getting such like they're not getting the opportunity they should as a tag team. I agree. They're basically because... a jobber tag team, but they're better than like they're better than Skip and Zip were. Yes. They're better probably better than the Godwin. Well, one chemistry is huge with a tag team. We could agree on that, right? Yeah. But I feel like they're like okay. Well, um, Bulldog and Owen Hart, uh, you're not doing anything. Tag champions. Okay, uh, who are you going to face? Uh, uh, HBK and Psycho Sid. Now your tag team just like, you have a tag team here with yeah. great chemistry and but they, they're but, still but, jobbing. But we all know that the division was suffering. They could have easily built these guys up. Unless there's some backstage drama going on, which is very possible. With Marty Jannetty because he's got problems. It, it could be they're asking Leaf Cassidy, like, all right, what do you guys want? Do you want tag team champions? And Leaf Cassidy's like, I want head. Yeah. like, yeah, but yeah. he's like, what does everybody want? And they're like, what? He's like, and what does everybody need? And they're like, okay, fine, we'll just give it to Psycho yeah. and HBK. They just didn't get it yet, you know? <laughs> they were, yeah. yeah. As you can tell where these things are unfolding, people back then were not ahead of their time. <laughs> I mean, who didn't want head back then in 96? Well, you know, uh, Sabu did. <laughs> uh, what stays in the boiler room, Tom? What stays in the boiler room? So after uh, Marty Jannetty is eliminated, we have Owen Hart comes in real quick and gives a quick roll-up to uh, Henry Godwin. So he is eliminated. So now we are eliminated uh, one person per heel and face here. Uh, but then shortly after, the Bulldog does a super cool running power slam to Phineas and eliminates him. So we are basically right now in three on three here. Three on two? Um, you just eliminated both Godwins. Sure, but we have... Uh, I, I See, I kind of count uh, Doug Furness as two guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course, you know, yeah. yeah. He's probably got Roman, that's why. You forget Roman. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so, Philip Lafon is actually making quite a name for himself. He does like this suplex thing off, off the, the top. Rope. Yes. He's awesome. That Pretty awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I was like, whoa, what an innovative finishing move here. Yeah, he like lays their body on the top turnbuckle and then does this. Super cool suplex thing. Either way, he eliminates Leaf Cassidy. So we have a, what would be, what, two on two now? Now, yes. Now it's two on so two. So it is Bulldog and Owen Hart versus these new guys, Doug Furness and Philip LaFont. So now it's like just a traditional tag match. Right. Yeah. Um, so shortly after, LaFont does a roll-up and actually eliminates British Bulldog. So this is, this is turning into like an upset here. Yeah, we have two good guys versus Owen Hart. Good workers. These guys are good wrestlers. They mention as they're coming into yeah, the they ring were in that what, they've Japan been in, before? Yeah, in all Japan pro wrestling for 14 years as a tag team, which is quite a long time. And I'm they, seeing some of the best chemistry coming from these guys, though. Like, that's it's what I'm not, saying. Yeah, they're yeah. 14 years together. Yeah. They're longer than any of these other guys that are in this match. Yeah, they're the there. new new rockers, if you will. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I, I was super impressed. Like, that move was impressive. That was not like anything you see in the WWF at this time. Right. And, and Japan's always been different. It's had, like, that kind of cutting edge type. And it's not cutting edge, but it it, it, it is here in this match. But it's just different. Yeah. It's not cutting edge there. It's, it's more, I think, here. more technical, right? right? Yeah. There's less less of the bullshit drama and more of just the technicality of right. being a wrestler. Um, and they even say in, like, you know, Japan wrestling, it, it's so different. There's no, like... They appreciate the moves for what they are. There's no like, like the crowds are usually pretty silent. 
you know, because yeah. they're appreciating the art and craft of this. Uh, but we get to see Doug Furness land his finisher, which he does like a suplex, which I really wasn't impressed with, but it was a, a suplex on Owen. He actually ends up getting a win, so heels for the win on this, or uh, face, face for, for the, the win. win. Yeah. New, brand new people debuting. Yes, and beating the tag team champions right now. That's Brett huge, and, and I think this is great for the tag division. I don't know what's going to happen here. I got to think now they're going to have a tag title match, or they're going to at least go into a program. It's interesting, because I don't remember these guys, and I'm sure you don't either, right? No, no yeah. I literally, this is the first I've so ever heard of I wonder how long they last, because they're, they're looking... They're good. Pretty good. They're good. I, I don't see like the uh, the charisma of them yet. Like if they, they both seem generic, but they got the moves. So right. I'd, I'd rather but watch that a stale work wrestler. Here. That doesn't work. Work here well. Yeah, I understand. So they need they need to either get a really good man, like they need a Sonny or somebody. Yeah, and I, I'm trying to reminisce on these guys, and I'm pretty sure they both have like basic generic default blue trunks, yeah. right? Yeah, it's just like blue. could also be. That they're just there. They hadn't seen how they were going to work out, and it'll get different as we go sure. on. Which yeah. hopefully, uh, but uh, you know, chemistry was great. Their moves were great. Uh, interesting win. They got a push. We'll yeah, say that. They got so a there's push, a reason they're getting the they push. They got a push, and you know, we'll see how it goes. Can but good I for them. ask a question? What uh, I forget what I voted on this one. Did I go Bulldog and Owen? Yes. Okay, and you I went think vice I got versa. This one. I got this one. Okay, so you point towards point Tom. One, plus one me right now. Okay. Uh, and next, we don't we don't really skip a beat. We go right into the Undertaker Mankind match, which I don't really understand the stipulation of this. We know Paul Bear is getting raised up in a cage, going to get banged at the end of it, and then getting fucked by either. That's one of why I hope people. both these guys have Roman. Guys, Roman. If you haven't heard about it, look it up. I didn't hear of Roman until yeah. I I found this podcast, and yeah. now. I'm jerking off three times a day instead of two. Yeah. You know, they say Rome wasn't built in a day. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> you remember how they call Roman Reigns the head of the table? Uh, yeah. You'll be getting head in yeah. no time. You'll be Roman, getting, use uh, promo code 2BTM. <laughs> so, Rome will be built in a day, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> well, it takes about 20 minutes. Um, Paul Bear is basically coming out now with mankind. He said, oh, my God. So yeah, Undertaker's music hits, and Paul Bear's kind of scared and kind of backs up into the cage by default. But Undertaker, let's talk about his entrance. He's coming down, being lowered by a rope, and he's got like these bat wings. He's coming out like a bat. I'm Batman. Yeah. Where is she? Where is he, Paul Bear? Yeah. Where is he? In the Philippines. (laughs) With all the other wrestlers with her. So, yeah, he comes out with a very different look, all black kind of, too. Like, all leather, if yeah, you will, like, yes. Yeah. Kind of gimpy outfit, yeah. right? No, he doesn't eat Roman. <laughs> he's he's leathered out. He's black. A lot less purple than we're used to in this era of right? Undertaker. So, different kind of cool look. Um, you know, he, he comes out. He's in the ring, and he's at Paul Bear. Paul Bear, like, is in the cage hiding, trying to get as far away from him as, as he can. Yeah. And it's kind of thankful when the cage goes up in the air. Sure. I would be, too. 
the guy is a dead man. The dead man. Right. You don't want a dead man messing with you. <laughs> so you got to hope your mankind's going to take care of business. Here. Sure. Uh, so Paul Bear is then lowered up to the ceiling. And what I like about this match is like, it's a good match going on. And then you just kind of look up and see Paul Bear and you can kind of hear him talking. He's yeah. Like, I loved his commentary during the match here. Yes. Yes. It was, get a mankind. Yeah. Mandible claw. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, so Paul Bear is then lifted, as we talked about. So then Taker, oh, we talked about him in all. This leather attire is new. And did, can we talk about, I don't know if you, did you notice his hair at all? It was like a very dark red, but it was so, ah. <sighs> Remember the girl from class that like got her hair did, but she was really trash, and it was like a maroon red, but it was dark enough. It was just I don't know, very Indiana y. I'm super into those chicks. Because they did anal, or you're just into them for their hair. So okay, so high school, mid two thousands, there was no Roman. <laughs> I had I had to do anal to get it going like that, you know. So, oh really? Yeah. So those Indiana girls were clutch. Yeah, the, okay, because odds. the hair, so like that, that no, giveaway. The anal, but the hair was how you got the, like, yo, yes. easy anal, easy anal, easy anal. Oh, so that like dark red violet hair was just like, doesn't matter if I'm ragging or not. If I'm ragging? No, no. not you. I know you're No, already, yeah, they're not ragging, they're whatever. It doesn't they're, matter. Butt don't rag. <laughs> butt don't rag. <laughs> Use keeps. Yeah. Promo code what? keeps. What? <laughs> is that what keeps is? Keeps is to keep what? Keep it's your the, hair. Keep the butthole not bloody, right? That's what keeps is. Guys, this is getting off the rails here. All of these uh, advertisements we all of a sudden got for this pay per view. Yeah, we got a lot of email. I didn't check my spam, but it was mostly just people. I, I got to throw plugs in when I can. <laughs> so, Bounty, the quicker picker upper, guys. <laughs> All right, so Undertaker does have this dyed hair. Maybe we shouldn't even mention it. It's not important. But Tom's a big anal guy. He was in high school. The OG of But now we got Roman. I can have regular vaginal intercourse. So use your bloody buddy cup where you can. All right, so Taker has the strategy in this match. His strategy, take out. Mankind's mandible claw. Right. And I, we saw this. Uh, Shawn Michaels did this in that a, title l- a little bit, but I don't think to this extent, right? No, not to this extent. But he did take it pretty extreme, and I think this is where he's getting this. I mean, this is now a uh, this is a recipe to beat mankind because that was the first time we saw mankind lose was that match against Shawn Michaels. Yeah, correct. Yes. So we've got we've got a script, we got a strategy to how to beat mankind. So he's using it to a T here. Yeah, it's got to be something. Uh there is in this match where they're a little bit outside of the ring. And this match actually makes its way to the crowd. And this is the first time I've noticed this, and I don't know if you saw this. Undertaker has a teardrop either tattoo or drawing. Yeah, it's it's for this match. It's not something that we see I don't think anymore after this. But they do mention it in the match, and I'm trying to see if I remember the wording. And I don't remember if it's Vince or JR that says, I think it's JR that says, looks like Undertaker has uh, some type of marking on his that face. That is JR, here. that is correct. And then yes. Vince says, well, you're liable to get a lot of markings on your face in a match like this. 
Not at all understanding yeah, what no, JR is saying. No. He's like, talking he about he's a, a literally new teardrop. Right, and right. Vince is like, well, anything could happen here yeah, in the World yeah. Wrestling Federation. Rep, dude, this <laughs> pay-per-view, Vince is so annoying in this pay-per-view. I just, thank God, with you'll see we get a couple guest commentators here um, that really help alleviate that. But when he when it's just him and JR, it's, it's pretty terrible. Yeah, they're never, I feel like they're never on the same page. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Especially stuff like that. When, and that's the point, I think, to a degree. But, like, okay, at least understand what the other person's saying. Yes. Um, but we're seeing Taker then keep working on the mandible claw here. Taker actually bites Mankind's hand to get rid of this mandible claw uh, as a, a weapon against himself. Um but there was a pretty good spot here where Mankind shortly after reverses a clothesline into a pretty gnarly Paul driver. Yeah, remember I, I remember watching this. So I watched this. We watched this separately. Uh, and I know Robert's reactions to pile drivers. And this was such a I, well I thought we driver. watched the end of Survivor Series and there was a pile driver. And I know you looked right after <laughs> you looked right at me to see my reaction. It's never it's always the same. I'm, I'm not comfortable with pile drivers. I'm just not. So Mankind then tries shortly after for a Mandible Claw, and he's having trouble with this and doesn't land the Mandible Claw at all. And then Undertaker goes for a Tombstone, but ends up getting the Mandible Claw. And then there's a spot after, so he's getting the Mandible Claw, and then Taker shortly is able to throw Mankind out of the ring, and boy, did he take a fucking bump outside the ring, which is very good. Um, shortly after they're back in the ring and vintage does his take uh, vintage taker where he's walking off the uh, top rope, which is pretty good to see him do that shortly after uh, mankind is then at the uh, top of the ropes and then jumps off and taker catches him into a choke slam goes for that said choke slam and then the old mandible claw reversal. And um, normally when this happens, the ref usually just signals for the end of the match. And this is the first time they've lifted the Undertaker's hand up. Drops one, drops two, and drops... Wait! Undertaker's still conscious. Oh, shit. Do you think that... How many matches do you think he could have won then? All of them. All of them. All of them. If they had just done that the whole time. Yes. Uh, you know, let's we're gonna have to review all of these matches now. Yeah. So shortly after Taker breaks the mandible claw and reverses it into a choke slam, lands the choke slam, and both men are down. Now mankind picks up some weird weapon of some sort. Yeah. And it almost looks like a thermometer. But it's probably like a a shank, shank, prison shank, Um, maybe like an X-Acto knife or something, right? It's not an X-Acto knife. There would have been a lot more blood if it was an Well, I don't think it was out. It looked like an X-Acto knife without the blade. You know what I mean? It was just a piece of plastic. I don't know. Look like a prison. We'll say prison shank for the sake of the story. Uh, so yeah, he picks up uh, that up, and he's hitting uh, Undertaker in the head repeatedly, uh, and then Mankind tries to stab Taker like in the head with this thing, but ends up Taker just like brushing it off completely and landing a tombstone, and there's a one, 
Two? And there is a... Three. three! So Taker wins this match. We were both right, right? We were right. We were both right on this one. Yeah. Big win for Undertaker. So I know what you're thinking. What the hell happens to Paul Bear? Well, Paul Bear's lower. him to get banged. Yeah, and we're, we're waiting to watch this sweet, sweet bang happen. Paul Bear is then lower, terrified. He's ready for the dead man dick. Mm. But. Always hard. <laughs> Always Thanks to Roman, guys. <laughs> I don't know if we stress this enough. Bye, Roman. Uh, but the executioner comes out, and then he starts beating up Taker for a short minute, and then he just Taker gets the upper hand and throws him out of the yes. ring. But by that point, Paul Bears made his, his yeah. escape. Safe and sound, and that is kind of the end of the match. Uh, I don't know how I felt about this one. I feel so like the match was good. Match was. They put on good. Let's matches. be honest, though. Taker and Mankind could have put on a better match. Wasn't a bad match. Just could have been a better match. The ending with this Paul Bear stipulation, I thought was would have like, had yeah, a... very lackluster. I could see why it was the second match in the pay per view. Like if it was gonna be cool, it would have been. It would you know what would you would have got fucked by Undertaker, right? You know, it, well, we would have seen we would have seen Stone Cold and Bret Hart here, and seen you know Undertaker and Mankind later, right before the main event, but. You know, I think it's just continuing the rivalry. It's not solving it. Uh, Definitely not solving. So it we'll see some better. We'll see something better to 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 finish everything off. I guess <laughs> finish things off. I yeah. would have loved for the Undertaker to finish inside Paul Bearer. Maybe he humped the pillow later. Maybe yeah. he's the only one that humped the pillow. That's what we can hope. Could be. Um, how you doing? You gonna need to take a pee? I can go in this next match. If you no, want. no, I'm good right now. You, you seem uneasy, Tom. No, I'm easy. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, so next we have another Survivor Series match. We have Crush into me, baby. We have Jerry the King Lawler. Haven't seen him in a while in ring action. Yeah, I, I've been missing him on commentary. I wish we have stop Hunter Hurst, Helmsley, and we have the movie buff himself, Goldust. With Marlena. Don't forget Marlena. Of course. Cans. You need cans. What you, you know what you're missing is who came out before this match even started. The one, the only, Sonny. Hey. Yes, we have she, Sunny on commentary. Uh, she comes out looking well, fly. Can we talk about her outfit for yeah, a little bit? That's what I'm saying. You want to talk about the outfit? Yeah, Fuck we yeah. Outfit. Yes. Well, you know it was 90s to the T. Yeah. It was colorful. It was like, you could tell it was made of like velvet. It was, every, oh my God. I, so, and, and I noticed. She's this is, so fucking hot. This is dude. like such a low key, A, heel move at this time, but also B, like. Self-respecting, I don't want weirdos to touch me move. She comes out and, you know, she's coming down the entrance ramp and there's a little bit of space. Also, before you begin, could we talk about she has new music? Yeah, there's a lot of new music. It's like a song that's like, it's not that Pitbull song that's like, I know you want, want me. me. You know but I want you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys would know yeah. Yeah. So you know she, but she comes out <laughs> as she's walking. But like, there's not a lot of space between the, you know, the railings. 
She literally like shimmies sideways to avoid anybody touching her. Like anybody walk down normal, people are gonna touch and pat on her shoulder. It's New York City. They're catcalling. They're grabbing. Turns sideways and goes through the crowd. So subtly, nobody can touch her, and it looks cool the way she does it, but yeah. it's literally just so nobody touches her, yeah. which is a heel move because she's too good for them, but also a good self-respecting move because you're going to get groped by weird New York people. Sure, yeah. You got guys like Bret Hart that will touch every fan before they make their way into the Titan Tron, and then you have where you can either get touched by every fan. <laughs> she made the right move here. I just thought that was you a very nice song. You know I want me. You know I want you. Yeah. <laughs> it's very similar to that. It's a 305. <laughs> <laughs> Not it. So, we have Crush King, Triple H, Goldust, Marlena. <laughs> Excuse me. Mark Merrill on the, the face cap. side. This cap and, cap and the other team, huh? The Stalker, Barry Windham. Your boy. Rocky Maivia. My boy. Breaking news alert. Well, we have Mark, an injury. Oh, shit. Mark Henry's injury train's already starting here, huh? Correct. <laughs> like third match Mark ever. Mark Henry is injured. So, so they got to go four on three here. They got to go four on three is right. That's what they're saying. Four on three. And I think King had a line here. He's like, no three people can beat us. No three men can beat us four. In the world, I would agree with that. Actually, that's actually, not a bad thing to say. I mean, you got you got like Crush alone. He's a cold. All he has murderer. to do is punch people in their yeah. down. <laughs> yeah. You have the Intercontinental Triple H. You got a king. Not to mention Goldust and Marlena. Former Goldust IC was former, champion. yeah, IC champion as well. So before this match starts, we got Mark Mirror on the mic. And he's talking about some wild man gobbledygook, how people are wild and wild is crazy and crazy is wild. But you know what's super wild, Tom? What? Jake the Snake Roberts. They have a fourth. They have a fourth. And not only that, do the King and Jake the Snake have a little unfinished beef? I think they do. I think they do. Comes right out with Damien fucking draped on his hands. Oh yes, he throws just throws Damien into the ring. This is a very large. It, it covers the ring. This snake. this is a giant python, ladies yes. and gentlemen. It's basically me when I'm on Roman, but <laughs> I would say yes. <laughs> and he, Robert knows firsthand here. I do. Yeah, I know firsthand and first mouth. Yes, yes, and he just literally like. Throws the snake over the ropes into the ring, lands like Peta's can't be. Oh uh, yes, the Pita World Wildlife be. Foundation is this probably is where the best they were thing, like, you know what, we got to start yeah. a lawsuit here. They're, they're yeah. fucking the snake out. Uh, they're cool with using the uh, acronym, but I think that they're just gonna torture these snakes the way that he's yeah. doing it. Yeah. So, uh, and then obviously we do have Sunny on commentary. That is in my notes. Um, and we're starting off with the Rock and the King. And let me tell you, Rocky Maivia is looking great in the ring. Yeah, so I I saw or I read an interview with with Jim Cornette, and 
Uh, he, you know, he's very big. Like, you know, he's one of the top, more top guys in WWF. At very the Patrick Mahomes hairstyle he's got rocking. Yeah, he does yes. have that at the time, and and not Jim Cornette, but The Rock. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Correct. But, but Jim Cornette mentions like, hey, uh, I got this. You know, we're we're doing it at the training center, and and someone's like, oh, you got to come check out this guy talking about The Rock, and. He goes and watches him. He's like, oh, where where you been training? He's like, oh, I don't know. I used to wrestle with my dad every now and then because his dad's famous Rocky Johnson. Yep. He used to wrestle in Madison Square Garden. Grandpa, Grandpa did as well. And it's like he literally has no formal training. He's been playing college football up until – and then it was in the CFL basically until here. And, and, and Jim Cornette's like, this guy in three to five years is going to be champion, period. He's – that naturally good at this yeah like with literally no training and they threw him right back right into this right into this no training you see a guy with no training now it's like oh man they're really carrying him through this yeah all. there were a couple of things like i think he went for a double cross body which landed funky but that was literally the guys just not being in sync like right. other than that, this guy he was he was impeccable in right. the ring. Like this is some better wrestling than you'll see The Rock do when he's The Rock. Like when he's The Rock, he's got his like five to eight moves that he does every match, and they're he's awesome. He's kind of yeah, like a one trick pony, right. if you will. Right, but but like when you're that guy, like in the Attitude Era, all the way through John Cena and stuff, you don't need to have this crazy move set and be Bret Hart or Shawn Michaels to be the best. You just need to be able to do those moves that you do really well. And The Rock, you know, he does the rock bottom, people's elbow, Samoan drop, spine buster, and his punches. His punches and are And that's about it, you know, and that's about it. But he does it so well. But here he's do, he pulls out more moves in this match yeah. than you'll see. Pro- I mean, yeah. and I'm sure we'll see a little more. And I feel like, now, the, like The Rock has, has those moves, as I said, that are electrifying because, like, when you see The Rock do, like, you know, the counter punch and he just throws his, the way he throws his shoulder, like it just gets the crowd going. Like he's just, all the moves that he does is like crowd hype. You know what I mean? And then here you're just seeing him do like, you know, one-on-one wrestling and he's doing, he's athletic, he's on the ball, he's making moves, he's, you know, countering well. He's a great wrestler. And it's, Already. it's one thing you know now too with with Dwayne the Rock Johnson, like he'll just do everything well, and I think that's what you realize is he's just so naturally talented at whatever he does. He, he if he was going to be this technical wrestler and was never going to be that popular, but he'd be like a mid card guy his whole career, he would have been that guy, and people have been like, man, the Rock, one of the best technical yeah, wrestlers. Yeah, yeah, sure. I, I think it's just it comes down to obsession. I think yeah. he's just whatever whatever he puts his mind to, he just exceeds. By like tenfold, yeah. uh, there are some chants here, and I, I don't refresh my memory. Did we really hear a lot of Burger King chants for the King? Because the crowd's chanting Burger King as a diss to Jerry the King Lawler. No, well, but we we have seen this kind of rivalry between him and Burger King, because remember there was that one pay per view with all the Burger King guys, or there was like three raw episodes. Where everybody well, they're in the, the they're in the front row, row right? I was in Green Bay, I think. They all wore Burger King hats. Yeah, he talked shit about Burger King in a promo. So this is something uh, that's so ongoing. This because there was a sign in there that said, um, "Hey King, do you want fries with that Burger King order or something like that?" I bet he has some like Burger King commercial or something that's big at this time. He's got to right. And remember, so this is back in the nineties, maybe early two thousands. But Burger King had tacos. Do you remember that? 
Yeah, like two years ago, they had one dollar tacos. No, this is like way back when. No, I don't remember that. They were good. That's it. Great. All right, guys. Well, that was Survivor Series. <laughs> so either way, I, I just thought it was interesting because it's the first time I hear the chant, the fans actually chant uh, Burger King. Uh, but let's get back to the match. We have Jake the Snake lands a DDT on the King, and the King is eliminated. First one out, huh? Yes. Damn. Shortly after, Goldust hits uh, a sweet curtain call on the Stalker, and he's eliminated. But Stalker does land a... Doesn't Stalker eliminate somebody? Because I thought he landed a superplex on someone. Not that I have... Not in Robert's notes. Okay, well, let's come back to it. If we're missing a person who gets eliminated... No, I think you're thinking Crush. Crush. Remember, Crush punches people. Tom. No, no, I know, but the Stalker He's the one that punches a couple somebody. people. We'll come back to it. Okay, uh, maybe there's somebody in here that I haven't had eliminated... Uh, Mark Merrow is usually in this match is for a while. Mark Merrow is just taking a beating between like the rest of the three heels for probably a good like seven minutes in this match. Uh, but Merrow ends up, um, they're calling it a Merrow salt on Triple H to eliminate him. Yeah. It was like the wild thing, the, but it was like... Moon, no, it's the moonsault where he does a springboard off the side. Yes. That's the Merrow But he's salt. not off the top rope yeah. and yeah, it, a good move, if you will, but I just don't like. I don't know if it's called the Mirosaur or that's I just. I think they just made that the name. That was there. Vince that said it. Yeah. So yeah, you can imagine. Well, I'll take it with a grain of salt. Um, so Triple H is then eliminated, and then you know the old Stalker ends up punching Mero, eliminates him, and crush, no one sees. Crush punches Mero. What did I say? Stalker. Yeah, crush. To. Really, nobody's really, uh, but <laughs> COVID. <clears throat> so Crush punches Miro, but it was during like, I had to rewind this one because it was during his Miro assault. And they're like, oh, Mark Miro's eliminated. I'm like, wait, how? So Miro is eliminated by a punch from Crush. And then Crush does another punch to Jake the Snake and eliminates him. So we have what? Rock versus Crush and Goldust. Right. So was there a... Who did Stalker? Though? I don't know. He, he he didn't, but he must have superplexed someone. Oh, Mark Henry. That's why he was injured. <laughs> right? Yeah. Just in practice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we have the 2-1 run. 2-1 run. 2-1 the run. So we have Rocky Maivia first Crush and Goldust. Um, so there's a... Maybe my line of the night here where Sonny goes... Two on one. Seems kind of fun. And she's super into the rock, by the way. I don't think we mentioned She is. This yes. whole time she's like, she needs he needs a woman with him. I need to get on his Yeah, family. and then you got guys like JR that are like, and what's a woman going to provide with that? And then yeah. they get into a little tussle too. And she's like boners, she JR. Them, boners. Yeah, she keeps calling him fat too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do love her calling him fat. This all uh, this whole commentary section here is just great. Um it's like it's kind of like Vince is super into Sonny, so he's not saying bad things. Well, yeah. Sonny, well, when Sonny came out dancing, do you see like Vince like trying to dance with oh, her yeah. too? And then she turns around, and looks at him, and he just stops. <laughs> yeah, yeah it makes you uncomfortable when your boss does that. So kind of stuff. Um, there's a point in this end of this match 
where Goldust is holding Rocky Maivia, and he's holding the rock for Crush to do one of his finishing hard... They're calling it a hard punch. Yeah. What a great fucking name. <laughs> he's like, yeah, but I like punch him. He's like, yeah, what's, di- what's different than that? He's like, it's hard. Punch him hard. Oh, it's a hard punch. Got it. So, Crush goes to do his hard punch. The Rock ducks, and then he lands a hard punch on Goldust. Goldust is knocked out. So, uh, after that, Rock goes off the like ropes, does a crossbody, and eliminates Crush, which I thought was weird. Yeah. He does. Why wouldn't he just pin Goldust right off the bat? For, after you, the that's what I thought it would do: is throw Crush out and then pin Goldust. But he wins off Crush with a crossbody. Yeah. Interesting. And then shortly after, we see Rocky Maivia's finishing move on Goldust, and it's they're calling it a shoulder breaker, but it's like a running shoulder breaker, which right? is I think was his grandpa's finisher, and that's where he's pulling it from. Interesting. It's a great move. Yeah, I haven't. I've, I don't think I've ever seen. I that. think the same with the crossbody. It was either his dad or his grandpa. Like a lot of these moves are his dad and grandpa's okay. moves. And that's well, I mean, if he won is, by an elbow, I so would his his, his dad was Rocky Johnson. Maivia was his grandpa's last name in wrestling. That's where so, the name comes from, and so two. it's a lot, of, yeah, it. a lot of those moves. Got it. So, we have Rocky Maivia in his debut winning uh, in Survivor yeah, which, Series I, Okay, 96. so, and the whole time, Vince McMahon and, and JR are saying, this guy's going to be a star, this guy's going to be a star. And in my mind, I'm like, this guy's obviously going to be a star. I literally know the future. But... I didn't realize he like I knew he debuted, but I thought you know he'd be like the second elimination or something in the sure. show. Sure, he literally wins it. Yeah, nobody else on his team really does shit. He no one's beat Crush, I don't think. No, I and Gold seen Dust is rotting Cloud Nine. Really, I mean he's kind of untouchable. Yeah, Cloudy with a chance of meatballs, twenty fourteen. Hey, Cloudy, remember Cloudy? <laughs> But it, uh, what an impressive debut. Like, you had LaFon and Doug uh, Doug Furness <laughs> debut and win their thing. But they've been wrestling for 14 years. The Rock's been wrestling for, like, 14 weeks. And, and this is his debut in, like, televised wrestling anywhere. And he wins two-on-one in a Survivor Series elimination match almost with ease. Yes, he's That's got... Impressive. He's got, got something it. cooking, he's and I have COVID, so I can't smell it oh. yet, but he's got something cooking. You know what I mean? You can hear it, at least. Oh, I can hear it sizzling. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But can I smell it? I don't know. To I be, can smell to it. Be it's, it, it smells decent. <laughs> if you smell the rock, it's going, yeah, it's something decent. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it's all right. So uh, next we have Stone Cold versus Bret Hart. And remind me where we went on this. You went Bret Hart. I went Stone Cold. Yeah. What was this last match? Did I go face on this one? Uh, with with Merrill? Probably, right? I think so. I think so. This yes. might be a determining match. No, no. You went face. I went heel on this one. Okay. So one and one? Yeah. So we're even right now, and we have... This match where I said Bret Hart, you stand Stone Cold. That is correct, yes. This is a very technical wrestling match. I'm going to let you start. I'm going to go use the bathroom. Yeah, sure. Um, but it is mentioned uh, by the announcers that the winner, and it's not just JR. And I know you're, I know what you're thinking here. 
JR says a lot of shit, and sometimes it doesn't hold true to the value. This has been said by multiple people. The winner of Stone Cold and Bret Hart will face whoever ends up being the WWF champion between Shawn Michaels and Psycho Sid. So, can we potentially have Stone Cold and Psycho Sid? Who knows? Can we potentially have Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels? Who knows? That is coming up here. So, we have Stone Cold and Bret Hart, and they are kicking it off. And it is a very good match from the get-go. I know I didn't really grow up on a lot of Bret Michaels, but it's good to see him finally in the ring and doing just some straight, solid, technical wrestling here. We know Bret Hart has a lot of moves in his arsenal and we also know that uh stone cold is just a loose cannon and can fire like at any point in this match so it is very 50 50 and they're not even keeping it in the ring at this point they're outside the ring they're on the barricades uh, i think even brett goes through the spanish announce table a couple times uh, and it's it, so far it's a, it's, it's a great match and I don't have much notes because it's a lot of back and forth here. Um, a lot of, a lot of like technical holds and, and, you know, some of that build up stuff that, yeah. you never we're, like, we're think it's incredible. a lot from, from Bret Hart and they're, it's just great chemistry to see these two. Yeah, it is, it is a good match. I know that they have, I, I'm pretty sure it's at this next WrestleMania or maybe it's the SummerSlam next year. I think it's this next WrestleMania. I think they have like an IC title match. Maybe not. Maybe I'm. They do have a match though, and it's like regarded as one of the best Stone Cold matches. Is it an outside WrestleMania? I think think it's this. It might be SummerSlam. Yeah, or maybe not. Um, But there is a spot, and Tom, I think you looked right at me when it happened, but. Bret Hart hits a pile driver on Stone Cold. Yes. And you looked at me, and I looked at you back, and I said. Well, at least one of the hearts can land a good pile driver yeah. on Stone Cold. It was te- te- I mean, I don't know. He's the excellence of ex- execution. Yeah, Lands yeah. it perfectly. Owen Hart is the, might as well be the neckbreaker kid. Not the heartbreak kid, the <laughs> neckbreak kid, right? Yeah. And I, I was uh, in the bathroom, but I heard you say I didn't grow up on Bret Michaels. Did I say yeah. Brad Michaels? <laughs> I didn't. But I knew you were a great poison. You're a big poison guy. No, I wasn't. Uh, can, I tell, <laughs> can we tell story time with Robert? Oh, yeah, of course. So back when I I, I worked at a uh, a casino, we had Brett Michaels, and it was just Brett Michaels Band or something. That um, and I worked a lot of backstage with a lot of the um, entertainment, you know. Um, I wasn't one of those guys that got them like the peanut M&Ms, but uh, I made sure, you know, they had Budweiser and a, you know, it was usually a case of Budweiser and like a bottle of Fireballs, which most of these guys. And like a hand job. Yes. Uh, I had a, I usually had a sign that says hand jobs, you know, yeah. wink, wink. But Brett Michaels was walking through backstage and I passed him trying to just avoid him the guy is literally like five five but stuck his hand out for a fist bump and i'm like god damn it i gotta fist bump this guy so i did and he was just like yeah and i'm like i didn't want to do this <laughs> that's why that's yeah, my Brett you should have said story. you didn't grow up on brett michaels like, yeah, like you just I said didn't. you're on the podcast remember rocket love 
Yeah, where he had to like, didn't he have to hand them bandanas? Yeah, they got bandanas <laughs> instead of roses. Or He's like, you got a receding hairline too, baby girl. Have a bandana. <laughs> Did I really say Brett Michaels? Yeah. Fuck you me. Say, yeah, you it, meant to say Bret Hart. I, I understand, but I also, I, like, I also was like, I have to come in here and mention that he said Brett Michaels. Well, good. I'm glad he did. Do you want a little more of this bubbly? I mean, I'll take a little more. Of we got to finish the bottle. No, well then, of course. Um, yeah, there is a spot in this match where um, it was kind of cool, but they were at the top rope, and Austin gives a superplex to. Uh, the hitman following that power driver, and I thought it was a, a pretty good spot. But we have Stone Cold hitting a stunner out of nowhere. Out of nowhere, kind of like the RKO. Yeah, that's what I was kind of noticing here. Is he, he can land this stunner surprisingly? Like he, it can come out of nowhere. He's done stunner, it in the past. The other stunner, you do the kick like you see it coming. Yes, it's you know it's, it's coming. It's there. Building, it has yeah. to be from the front. This one, like I didn't expect it at all. I just Bret Hart was going up to him, and he lands it out of nowhere. Yeah. Way less impactful, but um, it was just kind of the sheer surprise of it makes it kind of more. Yeah. Exciting. There were a couple matches with Stone Cold, I think, when he versed a couple of jobbers. It was just like, the match is going on, match is going on, and it was like, boom, stunner out of nowhere. And we're like, oh, shit, what, the, what, what happened? It, it all happened so fast. Right. But yeah, ends up... You know, getting the stunner, and it's a one, a two, and a kick out actually by Bret Hart. Oh my goodness. This has got to be the first kick out out of a stunner that we've seen. Yeah, you know, he's not Barry. Definitely not the last. He's not uh, uh, Freddie Joe Floyd, where he just kicks out of the pedigree willy nilly. Right, but he's there. He's close. Yeah, so Stone Cold is doing some uh, submission moves quite a lot on him. And uh, it's turning into almost like a submission matchup here. Yes, because we know that. Brett Michaels. Did you mention? Uh, did, you mention <laughs> did you mention the? Is this where he gets him in the torture torture rack here? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was probably the cool, cooler transition of submission to submission because that's kind of where he gets him into like the Texas Cloverleaf. Is that the first one? That's the first one. Yeah. He ends up giving him in the the um, Waltz of Jericho is what I like to call it. Boston Crab. Yes, and. Uh, Bret Hart ends up, Bret Michaels ends up going, uh, grabs the rope, reverses that into the sharpshooter, and then Austin gets a hold of the rope. So it's a lot of back and forth here on these submissions, uh, which I like. Um, there is a spot at the end here where Austin goes for a sleeper hold. You know, it's a one million dollar dream, actually, is what they're calling. Which is right? what, which is, it's kind of a callback to when we started this, when Ted DiBiase was his manager. Yes, that was the only finisher we really had from Stone Cold at the time. Yes, and that was when he went to be a chauffeur driver and all this yada yada. And we <laughs> realized that Puerto Ricans Savio, are terrible. Yeah, Savio Vega is going to be the chauffeur. This is back when Stone Cold wore purple jumpsuits and shit. Very different character. Oh, but he's man. Doing a call that was like Hollywood, end of the Hollywood Blondes era for him. So we've the, come a long way. The Hollywood Blonde era ended when he shaved his head, probably. I would imagine yeah. so, yeah. But he still had that like Hollywood swagger, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, he did. Now he's he just more of that, uh, you know, he's got that Texas tattoo on his leg. And <laughs> it's very, uh, very apparent. It only works for jorts. As I think we no, both well, agree. Yeah, on. we were talking about it. You know, and if you're familiar at all, or look it up, it's one. He has one like mid leg Texas tattoo. I don't think if you know Stone Cold, you know you don't need to look that up. Right, but it's very out of place when you don't have any other tattoos. You're just gonna get a mid leg red Texas tattoo. Mm. 
It seems seems weird, but we realized that he does wear jean shorts a lot, and it looks best with jean shorts on. And maybe that's why he wears them. I don't know. That could be the reason. Could be. Uh, but there is a spot, like I said, where he is going for a sleeper hold or a sleeper the hold. million dollar what dream, million dream. dollar dream, million dollar dream, which is might as well go to sleep. But that's um, what the dream. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. You know, Brett Michaels. You yeah. know, poison. 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 That girl is poison. Um. So Austin's going for this million dollar dream, which is a sleeper hold, and Brett Hart. Kicks off of the turnbuckle, ends up doing a backflip and rolling up Austin for a one, two, three I think count. So you're misselling that. He doesn't do a backflip. He just kicks off of it and lands on top of him. You make this sound like it was really cool. It's move. a roll up. No, he kicks and he lands on top of him. And it's that's kind it. of a roll up. No, nobody rolls up anything. You're oh, like, Austin wasn't rolled up. No, he wasn't. He was laying on his back, oh, still with the hold God. intact, and he should have. Guys, like, oh, he check got it out, out for yourself. Swipe up. Let us know in the, the comments. The guy is the biggest fan of the Stay Positive. Let roll us up know in the comments. You should know what a roll. Buenas noches, Hitler. There's another Hitler reference. Count oh, yeah. it. Let us know in the comments, Hitler. <laughs> we did talk about Hitler a lot. What's up with that? I feel like I'm the blame. I mean, I wouldn't say you're a big Hitler guy. but Then you don't know me, bro. <laughs> yeah. Thought we were tight. Yeah. You know I'm a big sick high guy. Sick Kyle. <coughs> I don't know if I'm talking too much or the COVID is back. Yeah, so Robert tells me he's negative, and then I come here and he just coughs the entire podcast. Yeah. We're in a small room with no <laughs> ventilation. I don't know why. Hey, we left the closet door open. <laughs> no, the closet door is open. I will admit yes. that. See? See? It's all good, guys. Stop. Relax. <laughs> That's the end of the match, guys. <laughs> Brett Michaels for the win. <laughs> Hell yeah. What are some Poison songs? Uh, there's one. There's one. Oh, okay, yeah, of course. It's, um, is it, uh, who does Every Rose Has a Thorn? Is that that? Guns and Roses. Oh, you're right. No, is it? She's My Cherry Pie? I think that's Warrant. <laughs> that is Warrant. She's My Cherry Pie! <laughs> Imagine doing that song. <laughs> so. She's My Cherry I have a, Pie! I have, a, I have a cousin who's a big. Warren, Warren fan? fan and he, and, no way. And he goes, no one's a big Warren no, but fan. He, but he said, dude, Warren hates that song. Of course. Everyone hates that song. So, no, they did. Poison did Every Rose Has a Thorn. Oh, yeah. then. What did I say? Guns N' Roses? Yeah. I was like, so, who, who's the lead singer in Guns N' Roses? Axl Rose. Axl Rose. They did Welcome that to the Jungle. That makes sense. Guns N' Roses. Way yeah. better songs. Welcome to the Jungle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. way better band. Yeah, yeah. We are funny games. We are everything you same cousin, who's a big Warren guy, I, I've seen his eighth grade recital where he, his band plays Every Rose Has a Thorn. So. Every Rose Has a Thorn. It's just like every double just J like cowboy. Every night has its dong. Yeah, it is, it is double Undertaker J. has its dong. Just like I... Can't wait to see my baby tonight. Every rose 
says C is perfect. It goes with everything. <laughs> I said, every guy is a cherry pie. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Warren. <laughs> yeah. She's my cherry pie. <laughs> God, you know what I will say is great? Fucking Twisted Sister. Not enough recognition. I'm not gonna take it. No, we ain't gonna take it. I will say I watched a verdict with um, Twisted Sister in the Supreme Court. Have you ever seen that? No. Dude, owns them. He owns the Supreme Court? Owns them, yes. Who was Chief Justice at the time? I don't know, but they're talking about Satanism and a lot of S&M as if that's a sin. By the way, Satanism... Gets a lot of bad rap, you know what I mean? (laughs) It's really more about freedom than it is, you know, like, you know, killing animals. So the next match is... um... I'm not done here. (laughs) I'm not done here, Tom. I I got a platform. I'm just going to keep going out. I've been drinking. I'm just going to keep talking about Satanism. So (laughs) let's talk about something new. We have Farouk out in this next match. Yeah, so this next match... It mentions Farouk, and it's another elimination match. Uh, he's actually the first one. Or no, is he the first one? First one, yeah. First yeah one. And we hear... No, no. Uh, yeah, you know, you're right. No, he's it the is. first one. Yeah. And we hear... We are the nation of domination. domination. We are the nation of domination. domination. And let me say, hold the fucking phone for a hot minute. We're dealing with Farouk, the urban gladiator. Yeah. And we just transition to nation and domination without any context. Yeah, that's how it goes sometimes. That's why I'm wearing my gym team shirt without even explaining it to you. Then we watched it tonight, and you're like, "Oh, I get this it is now. why I wanted to record. I wanted the the people to know that you're a big Juneteenth guy." Oh, I've dude, I've been celebrating Juneteenth for 20 years. Okay? I know, but they're not going to believe you until they see the shirt. They hear all the Hitler references we do on this podcast. They think this is a very anti like. You know, Semitic podcast, which is not. It is not. I mean, but, you know, how could the they, Jews do how could own all the wealth see, how of the media. How could they not see that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but big Juneteenth, guys. Without, of course. With Scarfield's birthday, you can't be mad. If I'm just Scarfield's looking for another birthday. holiday to celebrate, you know what I mean? Hell yeah. Another reason to get figgity fucked up. Yes. I'll take Kenny that day. Yeah. Yeah. Jason Cavassier. Yeah. Pass the Cavassier. <laughs> but shout out to the French. Fuck the French. That's my shit. Are you shouting them out or are you fucking them? No, I'm shouting them out to get their attention and then saying the fuck, fuck the you, French. French. I don't think Wait, we have why any are we French talking listeners. about the French? Because Cavassier and Hennessy, oh, cognac, yeah, if you will. Yeah. yeah. Champagne. Well, this is a brute Prosecco, I believe. Big Italian guy. Uh, we, yeah, you know. Oh, I did, did get a suggestion for that Italian bomb. In, oh, you did? In name, but not in ingredients. So, see, I think name is everything. We can figure out the ingredients later. We're pretty clever spirit guys. So, I heard Vista Bomb. Vista Bomb. I don't know what it entails. Is Vista a car? Uh, I think it's those Vista scooters. Vespa. Vespa, yes. Um, I believe... Honda or Yamaha made the Vespa? Vespa Honda didn't Vespa? make the Vespa? No, I thought Yamaha made a Vespa. No, or maybe it was or maybe it was just Vespa, but I, I, I could have sworn it's Honda Vespa. Isn't that the whole point? 
No, they don't make their own shit. Yeah, what is this, Alfa Romeo? Brand of Scutner, ma- what is this, Ducati? It's manufactured by Piaggio. <sighs> Could be. I could have sworn Yamaha made a Vespa. No, they made a Yamaha. Zuma. Zima. What's that hanging out of your speeder? <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know. I don't know at, I don't at this know. point we're like, come on, I'm like okay. twelve drinks deep. Either way, okay. nature of domination Farouk is Yes. Out. So Looking, let's so go back to that. Let's just get to how much better this is than his other gimmick was. Which lasted um, literally six weeks and it's so much better. Do you think that with JR talking about his helmet had a lot to do with it? I hope so, because he knew what he was saying. Well, he saved day. Farouk, if that was the case. Yes. So we have Farouk, and he is coming out, A, with the Nation of Domination Peas outfit for the Blessing the Reigns of Africa, and a new song. Everyone's getting new songs. It's Survivor Series. It's a new beginning. As you talked about, the attitude there. Maybe this is the birth of it all. But we also have Farouk. He is tag teaming with Razor Ramon. Man. Razor Ramon, man. And Big Daddy Cool Diesel, a.k.a. Isaac Yankum, a.k.a. That's Gotta Be Diesel. And Vader. That's a formidable team, man. That's a huge team. Sure. I can't wait to see what they throw at them here. You want to talk faces? I'll talk faces right now. We got Savio Vega. Not the Puerto start. Rican prince. Yeah. The, Puerto Rican prince. <laughs> the Caribbean <laughs> king. The Caribbean king. We got Yokozuma. Wow. A back again. Japanese. The Samoan Japanese guy. Yes. He's the hybrid of all the islands. Bigger than ever. Yes, we're talking. He's probably 700 pounds at this point, right? Huge. Yes. We have Flash. Funk. This is... I'm very excited about this. You want to take a minute and talk about Flash yeah, Funk? So, yes. Okay, I don't know. Like, I, I thought... I, you know, I read this that he was going to be in it, but I don't know what that meant. And he comes out, man. His jams are hot. He's dancing with these two ladies who are the funk He ads. gives me Godfather vibes. Because yeah, he's coming he's out like with two Godfather, lows. but, you know, less demeaning to women and more like he's just a dancing guy who loves funk. You know? Yeah, I think... Well, this is what he reminds me of. And I said this to you earlier. If you guys remember that Disney goofy movie with Powerline that was like the knockoff Michael Jackson that wore like the red and white with the Thunderbolt, he reminds me of like a Godfather Powerline. I can see that. But also, you had a good, great reference Yeah, well, too. once the match gets going, he takes his cool pimp hat off. He looks like Martin Lawrence is playing a wrestler in a movie. Like... <laughs> <laughs> it's super dude, Tom hit. He fucking hit up the head, dude. It's so Martin Lawrence. Yeah, it's like it's like in the in the you know Black Knight. Yeah. <laughs> like instead of he's a knight in like King Arthur's medieval court, he's a wrestler. Yokozuna's like Jackie Chan. He's like Chris Tucker, and Yokozuna's like Jackie Chan. All right, either way, not only that. We have a fourth, Jimmy Snuka. Yeah, he is the mystery partner. Snuka, please. Just got inducted in the Hall of Fame the, the night before. And, and refresh my memory, killed somebody? Uh, he killed his girlfriend at some point. Uh, check out Dark Side of the Ring season one or two. Um, 
But yeah, he had a big coke problem for a while, or it a coke happens. solution. I don't know how you would describe it, but but yeah, there there's some drama with him and his girlfriend at the time. I don't know that they. I think they got in a fight, and like I think he. I think what happened is he slammed a door at her, and like literally, like it knocked her out. She hit her head and she fell and like died like hours later. And he never like he didn't like call the cops because he he thought she was fine and she died. And it and it you know he made the what when it happened he made it into like oh it was an accident. But then you know and kind of I think you know the wrestling organization, the other wrestlers. Kind of convinced everybody that was true, and they didn't know any better. But later in his life, her family sued him. But at that time, he was just so old and like he had Alzheimer's and just. How long did that trial take? Well, I don't think that it became a thing till like twenty years later. Oh, interesting. And he was just, you know, mashed potatoes at, at that, that point. point yeah. yeah, at that point, yeah. And so it was like too late for them to really get any satisfaction out of it because he honestly had no recollection of. His whole life, basically. And I feel like he, it, he he shut the door and she was just in the hallways. Like he beat the shit out of her and just threw her out of the room. Probably, yeah. Exactly. You know, and and it, you know, cocaine's a hell of a drug. So. It is, yeah. Uh, from what we hear. Uh, so we have Flash Funk. Actually, not bad in the ring, right? No, he's looking good. He's looking good. Um, is he from ECW? Yeah. So I did look up about oh, where did this guy come from out of nowhere? He was his name was Too Cold Scorpio. Too Cold Scorpio. Like, that's a cool name. The number two, Cold And then Scorpio. his <laughs> sign is a big Scorpio. <laughs> he might be, but I thought that was a really cool name. Uh, and so... That's I'm why like, I'm oh, three, three hot Gemini well, is what they call this me. guy. Oh, Too Cold Scorpio. Pretty sweet name. Let's make him uh, Flash Funk. It'll be cool. I thought it was... It's cool. No, I, I think mean, it's I'm a cool into name. it, but like, yeah. you, you know Flash Funk. This guy's not going to be a WWF champion. Not just because we know he's not, but because this guy is the whole gimmick's coming out and dancing. He's not going to be a WWE. He had some hoes with him. The Funkettes, dude, not hoes. They were called the Funkettes? Nice. Yeah. What strip club did they get those girls from, though? Madison Square Garden. Yeah, the garden. The garden. Uh, So Flash Funk does a pretty cool uh, moonsault on Vader. Yeah, out of the ring. Yes. Onto yeah. Like, basically, like, onto the concrete, which was pretty cool. Uh, big, big so kind of exciting. Athletic, like, it's big textbook, risk taker. It's a textbook bump now. Everybody does it. But that was cool back then. Yes. But uh, I feel like they oversell it now. It's like they mostly catch the guy. And back then, they right. were just, like, being, a, you know, an object in the way. Right. Uh, but Diesel does a pretty good... Slam. I don't know what his finisher move is, but he eliminates Savio Vega right off the bat. Yeah, it's a powerbomb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we have Snuka. I don't know how, but eliminates Razor Ramon. Yeah, he does whatever. Uh, I don't know what he calls it, but his fly is off the top rope move. Maybe like um, the super fly. Sure. Um, and then you're gonna have to fill me in here because I just wrote my notes. Chair carnage. Yeah. So um, actually, Jimmy Superfly Snuka eliminates Razor Ramon with that move, and after that, Diesel comes in and just hits Jimmy Superfly Snuka with a chair, and then it just chaos ensues. Savio Vega runs back in. 
<laughs> with a chair. Started, and everybody's just hitting everybody with a chair. And eventually, it's just double disqualification. Both teams are eliminated. Yeah, and there's yo, no double resolution. DQ. Yeah, which is crazy. We saw that in a couple episodes ago. This is like a new thing. Hit a double doing, DQ, yes. yes. So nobody wins and everybody wins. And they're like, can we double DQ people? Like, I don't see why not. Everybody hit everybody with chairs? What are they going to do? DQ all of us? Yep. Yeah, that's that's how the uh, the old cookie crumbles. Uh, What time do you think we're at right now? I would say only like 45 minutes. Hour 15, so I had 30 really? minutes today. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we talked about we The Rock for so goddamn Brett long. Michaels a lot. Brett Michaels, Poison. That and uh, Roman. We did do a few Romans, huh? Yeah. We didn't do enough. I think she's my cherry pie, though. I feel like we should do that a little bit <laughs> Let's more. Let's do like 20 minutes of cherry pie, and we'll sure. come back to the rest of the pay-per-view. Sure. So we have the uh, main event. She's my cherry pie. Edit that in, make that 25 minutes longer, and then now let's do the, um, go ahead with the uh, match. Um, yeah. Main event. Uh, Psycho Sid, Shawn Michaels. The championship. What a great riff. Oh, that's a huge riff. How are you not a Warren fan? I feel like back then, like, that's such a catchy, like, hook that was just like, let's just try to make the radio. I don't know any other Warren songs. that's the whole reason they did that song. Like he said, he made an album. They said, hey, you don't have a hit. He said, oh, I'll make a stupid hit song. And he did it. And that's why he hates it now. Yeah, no, I understand that. I kind of respect that, actually. They might be the greatest band ever. Who knows? They're probably the greatest band ever. Yes. But that's not here for me to find out either. Led Zeppelin, Queen. I'll I'll tell you this right now, Tom. I'm not a big Beatles fan at all. Because you, because what? Because you need Roman or? No, what's the what's the retarded one's name? John Lennon. <laughs> yeah. Rico. Ringo. He's the Ringo. Dr. Dre of the yeah. Beatles. He's the most important member. You think he so? Makes the Is beats. that legit? He makes the beats. Like Dr. Dre made the beats. No, I, I get NWA. it. I, I'm just not a Beatles guy. I feel like if they were. If they were good, they would have had more, only they would more, have more like seventy five hit singles instead of fifty. I'm more of like a Korean pop guy. K pop, oh hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like that's yeah. real Beatles. That's real music to me. BTS? BT oh well, if you want to go mainstream, yeah, BTS, <laughs> but yeah. That's all I know, man. That's all I know either. Yeah. <laughs> Who do you think Psycho Sid's favorite K pop band is? All I know is BTS. I will say there is a. Um, I usually when I work out, which now at this point isn't very often, but I don't like listening to like rap music. I don't just because like it's just the lyrics are garbage. But I found this guy named Bobby. He's Korean. I- I'll play. I'll play a little bit. This dude. This dude goes. This dude goes hard, man. The and it's all. It's in. It's in Korean. But it gets me pumped. It's 
So we're just doing Bobby. What is this podcast now? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you know um, uh, Sai? No. No, I didn't check out Sai. No, turn that off. Okay. So Google Sai Gangnam Style. Oh, yes. Great. Yes. Great. I was just going to ask. I'm pretty sure. Isn't that the Gangnam Style guy? Yes. Um, look it up in your free time, guys. It does slap. Not as hard as Psycho Sid slaps when he throws punches in wrestling. He is against Shawn Michaels here in the championship match. His punches always look like they're kind of half-ass slaps. Because they are. Also, we find out before this match that Sid's an acronym. Yeah, that's weird, huh? Yeah. Suddenly, I dominate. Out of nowhere, I dominate. Suddenly. Suddenly, I... And all out of nowhere, Sid starts suddenly dominating Shawn Michaels. Yeah. I don't like it. I think it's... Uh, hey, Bobby, though? The Korean no, dude? I, Bobby? I think, yeah, that's what he's saying. That's what he's saying. <laughs> yeah. So I think that... Bobby, though, dude? If you were... If your name was Sid, and you were like, oh, I'm going to be Psycho Sid now, that'd be cooler than if you were like, you know, I just kind of notice suddenly I dominate, you know? Like, I'm just there. It's such a frat boy and Suddenly I dominate. Answer. I, yeah. don't, I don't like it. But Sid's got pyro. Yeah, and it's SID. Suddenly I dominate. All of a sudden. Out of nowhere. So, this match is not the best we've seen from Shawn Michaels. But However, definitely the best we've seen from Psycho Sid. Correct. By like 10. So, points. you can imagine an okay match, right? <laughs> an okay, yeah. But it lasts like 20 minutes, which is yes. five times longer than every other Sid match has lasted. There is a lot of back and forth. Um, but I think Shawn Michaels is kind of going for Sid's legs. And I think. Uh, JR says it best where he's like, well, you got a big guy, you take care of his legs, and you can keep him on the ground. So Sean's hitting all these figure four locks on him um, and just keeps working the legs of Sid. And Sid's kind of dominating Sean, and thank God Shawn Michaels can fucking sell. Right? Oh, hell yeah. I, I think, like... He's probably the best seller. Sean has... Great offense. Um, he's a great wrestler, but his A plus is just fucking selling, dude. He sell any Irish whip into the turnbuckle. It's just he he almost throws his body like um, like mankind does, where he's just like he weighs zero pounds and he's just a rag doll, right? So he's basically doing uh, doing a lot of this. Uh, there was a spot where HBK does a suplex um, and then goes off for the top rope. Sid ends up countering that and giving him a kick. And Sid goes for the choke slam to end Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels counters with a little pokey eyes. Kind of heelish move. There. Yeah, that is a heel move for sure. That's not a, any face move right there. To poke someone in the eyes in the middle of a match. No, but we've been saying this for a while that Sean isn't the face of the company. He just right. has the no, title. No, he's just the best wrestler, and yes. he's attractive, and so they made him the face. But he's he he's HAF. Heel as fuck. Yes. HBK or HAF? HAF is a motherfucker, right? 
<laughs> yes, I'm a motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then, he doesn't tune up the band, but he goes straight for the sweet chin music, but it's reversed. Yeah, and Psycho Sid catches him into a choke slam. So he lands the choke slam. Now Psycho Sid is going to finish this motherfucker off with a power bomb. Goes for a power bomb. HBK ends up turning that into a roll up. Now, I, I did we mention this podcast, King's Corner Cam? Uh, yeah, last episode. Did we? So hopefully you're following along and not just skipping to the pay per views like a bunch of like fucking cooks. Um, Psycho Sid grabs the camera out of King's Corner Cam, or basically just a cameraman on the end of the uh, turnbuckle. Um, and he ends up hitting Hosley Lothario, which is just outside ringside. Yeah, so, with this heavy-ass camera, you gotta think, this is 1996 cameras. Yes. They're heavier. It's basically that TV they wheeled in when you were in yeah, elementary yeah. school. That yeah. crushing and 75-year-old guy. He's 62. He's in great shape, though. He's basically yeah, me that. right now. Yeah. Like me in my 30s. It's Jose Lothario in his late 60s, early 70s. Um, so Shawn Michaels sees this, gives him a quick sweet chin music. Does he go for the pin? Absolutely not. He's he goes concerned. and checks out Jose Lothario. Yeah. So HBK is tending to Jose Lothario. It seems to be the prevailing theory here from the commentary team is that he may be suffering a heart attack here. He is concerning me as somebody watching it. He's, you think he had, might be having a heart attack? Yes. Is kayfabe or no? I don't know. I mean, he holds like his chest and lungs for uh, six minutes. <laughs> yeah, so he's even either the, great, the greatest salesman ever or he is having a heart attack. Jim Cornette is the greatest salesman ever. He can sell me anything. I agree with that. I think that's fair. Sure. But here, yeah. he's taking care of Jose. Psycho Sid comes out. Yeah. Throws Sean back in the ring. Back in the ring. They're going again. Uh, continuing the match, he lands a. Uh, does he land a choke slam here? No. Um, he does a reverse on the clothesline, does a crossbody, but Psycho Sid ducks, and right. HBK lands on the ref. Oh, so yeah. The ref's he knocks out. out Earl Hepner here. The ref's out. So there's a minute of time, and HBK leaves and goes back to tend to Jose Lothario again. Right. Uh, Psycho Sid, yeah, comes out and hits HBK with the camera. The giant camera again, literally straight to the back. Like, he hits him, just legit hits him with it. So Sid takes HBK after hitting him with the camera, throws him back in the ring, and lands a powerbomb. And it's one. And Earl Hebner's up, guys. Yeah, it's a very it's slow very count. Timing, but one. Two. Two. Three and what? no! W WF champion Psycho Sid. What? Yeah, what is right? Let's talk about this. <laughs> what? Yeah, so I watched it beforehand, and then Robert was finishing it up as I got here today, and 
I looked at him right when it happened, and I just saw his whole like his whole look of surprise in his eyes. It's like, dude, that was my exact reaction to this whole thing. Like, okay, I I don't hate it. No, I don't, I don't, I don't hate, hate it because, I, and this is what we were getting at at the beginning of this podcast is why I love this pay per view. Like Robert said, it's a B minus. I think it's an A because of everything it's laying the groundwork for, which is A. You've got Stone Cold as would you say? Would you coin this as a pioneer pay per view? Yeah, I think so. I think okay. So technically speaking, the birth, if you look at like WWE historical data and what they say is the birth of the Attitude Era, it's the wrestle. It's WrestleMania ninety eight. Is that what they're calling the birth of Attitude yeah, Era? That is one but they say it began. It's, I have an issue with that because you can't just like end a Super Bowl. It, it's almost like saying the Super Bowl and then the, the next season. But is the like reason the is the reason is Shawn Michaels loses the belt to, to Stone Cold that that WrestleMania. Stone Cold takes his first WWF Championship reign. Shawn Michaels retires the next day. Who's the face of the new generation era? Bret Hart's uh, gone for six months at this point. Mm, I, I get the and beginning of a new era, but is. yeah, but, sure. But we mentioned sure. it with uh, just how I think. I mean, I think we started to mention it with Brian Pillman coming in and the shit he's saying and the stuff from last, you know, two rods ago. Yeah. This is like all of the stuff that's happening this year in '96 that we've been covering is the start of it. It's it's what's gonna make okay. This thing's changing. This is turning into something else. To me, DX's attitude era, like when in yes. like the next six months or whenever it happens, cornerstone for sure. But it doesn't when, mean when it's the start of it. Yeah, when Triple H and Shawn Michaels become DX, that's attitude era stuff. Oh yeah. But they're just defining it as oh, it's this time. But I could see this now. You've got Stone Cold. He, if, if there's not attitude error, like he's attitude error, he is the attitude error. They had him in a back alley with like pit bulls right. and a You've got chain link the fence. Rock now debuting, who's not going to be attitude error until he's in the nation of domination. You can't see that Brian Pillman video and say this is an attitude error. You've got now, so it makes sense. And this isn't setting up the attitude error, but this is setting up the end of the new generation era. You've got Psycho Sid beating. Uh, Shawn Michaels for the championship, who Psycho Sid's almost like that old generation, but he's coming back and winning this. And my theory, and I don't know if it's true, because Bret Hart gets a title shot at the next pay-per-view, which is in your house December 15th, I think Bret Hart's going to win that match. He's going to be the champion. And then it's going to set up the whole next year for that kind of type, just kind of holding that over everybody, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels match, yeah. which is going to culminate with the Montreal Screwjob, yeah. which what's more attitude than that? Literally screwing a guy out of his title. And then, you know, so he that Montreal Screwjob happens in 97. Shawn Michaels wins the title. Literally six months later, he's retired. And it's the whole new world of wrestling. Triple H is a guy. He's taking yes. over. DX is obviously going to be a thing for the next year and a half. The Rock is going to make his name. Stone Cold's going to cement his legacy. And you've got Mankind doing his thing in The Undertaker still. So it's all God, happening. God, that here. rivalry still continues, basically. <laughs> yeah. Two straight years. Yeah. But 
it is an exciting time to be covering this stuff. Yeah, we got Double J transitioning to the road down. Well, I'm not excited for that because I am here to see my baby tonight. <laughs> to see, I can't wait to get along with my baby tonight. Yeah, I mean, I am with you, but we're seeing these small glimpse of basically, like I said, with this Brian Pillman thing. It's like. What can we get away with? How can we set the bar? And I think this is where what's his nuts from WCW starts writing a little bit of scripting in about a year. What's his name? Uh, Vince Russo. Yeah, Vince Russo. Which I know as like a, a true wrestling I mean, fan, like Jim Cornette, you kind of hate the guy, but you gotta he, mm, you know. Mm. Vince Russo is, I think, falls deep here in the WWF right now. Yes. Yeah, and so is Cornette. I don't think, I think when I read this article, I thought, um, what's his name, Docs? Was, yeah. Yes, was heavily involved in this Pillman yeah. segment. Oh, really? Yeah. And it wasn't, I don't think Russo was there yet. Okay. I don't think Russo was until 97. Russo, it's just such a small window of time, I feel like. That's There's a lot going that. on, yeah. I mean... Literally every week counts, really, when it comes to the yeah, ratings. Because I true. think with this Pillman thing, WWF was still under the ratings of WCW. And I, I think, think they are until 90, yes. 98. Yes, so I believe it was when they did the Pillman promo, the ratings were literally the same as WCW. And then they dropped back down. So they thought, okay, well, this got people clued in. Because, you know, so-and-so called, hey, did you see this shit? You know, turn on USA. Right, right, and right, right. that was it. And they realized uh, that trying, was the I'm bar that they need to keep up with. You know, in the Broken Skull sessions um, with uh, Stone Cold, Stone Cold's podcast and what he has on WWE Network, which or, or I guess Peacock now. He does one with Kevin Nash. And he remembers Kevin Nash. Or Kevin Nash is remembering this story, and and I can't now I can't remember the specific episode, or if it's a, a WrestleMania, whatever it is. He's he come he like he he says it like this. He's like I, I remember we got into work. Everybody was talking about their show, and it no, was Brian Pillman. No, not that, but it okay. was just whatever show it was. I don't know if it was when they tried to say mankind. Oh, mankind's gonna win. And then everybody literally turned on to watch Mankind win on Raw, or if it was something like the screw job or something in between here and there. He said, Yeah, everybody was talking about that at WCW the next day. And he's like, Well, this is it. And that was the last time they had a better rating than, WC, than WWF. And every week, and then it just started from slowly, there on, slowly, yeah. Slowly less. They beat him by a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Then it was a lot. And it was just the end of the beginning of the end at that point. He said he could see it just from the content. So, you know, we're not there, but we're laying the framework for things that are going to become that, uh, which is exciting because we know the future because we have a time machine. Yeah. Well, let me, let me, let's bring that, let's bring that forward to present day. Uh, I don't know specifically what the ratings are right now for AEW, and I know it was uh, AEW NXT War for a while, and yeah, AEW, AEW obviously was demolished kinda, them, yes. and so they moved days. Right, but now it's not head to head. It, yeah, you're not really competing for but, the same time because you have Raw and SmackDown. It does which, seem like um, well, you I guess you have uh, what's on. Well, Friday, you have, it's not the same hour though. Uh, SmackDown ends and Rampage is on after. Okay. But 
in times that they've competed. Uh, Smack WWE wins overall, but AEW wins in the key demographic, which is eighteen to eighteen to thirty nine year old males. But overall, WWE is winning consistently. But I think by the time this time next year, when we're at the Montreal Screwjob, things could can change and. Dynamite could be Yeah, sure. but if, I mean, you got to think there could be instances like, um, you know, CM Punk's return that's got a lot to do with uh, changing of ratings and whatnot. Oh, yeah. But I feel like the people that are watching WWE now are like, I mean, there, there has to be something said with investing so much of your fucking time watching these shows. I mean, Raw is three hours. SmackDown's two hours. NXT is two hours. Right, like, which is crazy. To just give up on that after investing so much and trying well, to figure well, out keeping up with the If you're a wrestling fan and you want to watch good wrestling, it's not that hard. That's, I, I mean, I stopped watching WWE. Yeah. I, I saw an interesting... Uh, well, it was, I mean, it's obviously biased, but I did see an interesting post. And, the, you know, they had like the, it's, I guess, Queen of the Ring, but whatever they called it, for the Crown Jewel pay-per-views, equivalent to King of the Ring. Queen of the Ring tournaments, and whoever won, won, whatever it was. In, in AEW, they're doing a TBS champion because they're moving to TBS in January, so the women... There's a women's mid-card champion is going to be called the TBS champion because the mid-card males is the TNT. So they have had two matches. This was as of last week. They've had two matches in the TBS championship, and it's been like 28 minutes of wrestling in the entire Queen of the Ring or whatever they call the tournament. It was less time than that in like eight matches. And they call WWE the revolution of women. The this is the women's wrestling world. That's yeah. what's making it good. That's what's exciting. Yeah, that's and, not true at all. I mean, they, they have, the have the best the talent. They have the best talent. The women. In of WWE. course, they have but, like Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair. They're, but they're not giving yeah, them the yeah. opportunity to show their skill. Correct. Because I, they're giving them each four minute matches. Where AEW gave yes. two matches, eighteen and ten, eighteen and ten minutes. Each. Well, yes, and and the thing is, the women in WWE have the talent to do. They can do a thirty-six minute match. You know what I mean? Right, but it's they're just not giving them the the platform. I will say, didn't I'm pretty sure they did do a women's main event before, which is definitely cool and a, a nod on WWE's aspect for the women, but yeah, like, but for AEW to have a mm, kind of subpar women's division, but when you give but them the time them to do time. stuff, yeah. you kind of don't notice, you know, when you give them yeah. the platform to kind of have free will and kind of do what they need to do, you kind of don't notice the lack of talent, you know what I mean? Right. It's not. It's not like it's a lack of talent. It's just yeah. WWE's got a lot of talent in that division, but yes. it's also stupid writing. Like you got uh, Becky Lynch coming back and just beating this chick who's had a hell of a it's they yeah. Well, they kind of made her. Becky Lynch into like Conor McGregor, where she's like off the cuff, Whoa. kind of Irish, kind of just the like, of Europe. Is that what you said? I never said that. <laughs> what the hell is that? That's the most racist <laughs> shit I've ever heard, Tom. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. That, the gooks of Europe? Who would say such a thing? That is crazy, dude. I would never. 
Jesus. All right, we're at like an hour 40. An hour 40? Shouldn't we do 20 more minutes? I was thinking let's at least cap it at about two. We could do a 20-minute Roman ad here, right? We need... I don't feel like we plugged Roman enough. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Should we do an Irish Roman ad? Oh, an Irish Roman ad. I don't know that. (laughs) Two two shots of Jameson. How are we doing, Jameson, here? Conveniently out on the table. I'm just keeping the stay pause book. Uh, it is in the pause book. Uh, what else do we need to plug? Anything? Oh, what do we, what do we got going all. on? I, I think that we're excited for the next chat. I think this is a turning point in our coverage. You know what? We're going to be we, rejuvenated. I remember me talking about, like, damn, we should have started the Attitude Era. Well, where was the Attitude Era? I'm right. glad that we got a, we got a couple prequels in. This is it, though. I to get the backbone started. Right, so if DX starts, in my mind, that's the Attitude Era, and they're, they're well, they are the like Degeneration X. That's yes. the Attitude Era. Agreed. So whenever they come on, which I got to think is going to be in the next six months or so. That's where we are. That's where we need to be. Yes. We're right in the, right in the prime spot. Well, why not get a bunch of, like, let's get 50 episodes under our belt so we could really do a good That's podcast. That's the next milestone, ladies and gentlemen. Tell your Portuguese friends. Please, guys, tell them. You got to know somebody or know somebody that knows somebody that knows something about it. Get us in Portu- Portugal, please. Where else are we at? We're, hold on, I'll, I'll look it up right now. We're in, uh... 50 episodes. That's how you say it in Portuguese. Is that true? 50, yeah. Yeah, nice. Now I kind of want to be there. We are in the United States. Hell yeah. We're in Germany. Deutschland. We're in Canada. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. We're in Germany. We're just going to gloss through the whole Hitler stuff. That's why yes. we're big, bro. That's why we're big. And that's why we're big in South America, too. You're right. Uh, big in Spain. I think mostly because of that Spaniard guy. Yeah, that we fired. Uh, we are hitting Canada right now. Hell yeah. Canada. We're hitting Sweden. I think you know a couple relatives a couple maybe Swedes. out there. A couple uh, we are out in the Philippines. And... We are out in India. Oh, Siraj coming through with that gold. Yeah, you know I was hitting up those uh, those Bangladesh people, and maybe they told a couple brothers and sisters or cousins. That's I don't know. The same okay. shit it's all the same shit, bro. It's all uh, Mercedes Benz driving, gas station owning. That's my Profiling. that's my Indiana my Indiana my India uh, Ric Flair <laughs> gas station owning Mercedes Benz driving Aeropostel shopping they all own like Aeropostel and Hollister still at like the age thirty five you never noticed that no I haven't <laughs> well, I was yeah. at an Indian wedding I didn't see any Hollister shirts dude they love rocking that shit. All right, well, we're still at 96% male, 3% female, 1% non-specified, and 0% non-binary. We need, more, non-binary. we need non-binary people. Get which, some non-binary Portuguese here. <laughs> that, that's our niche. Yeah. That's our niche, guys. All right, that is, Jesus, what is that? Episode 32, Survivor Series, or what we like to call the birth of the Attitude Era. Guys, I am Robert Ross, alongside my co-host, Tom Bollich. Good night. And God bless wrestling.